1: And we're live. Welcome, everybody, here to the Lakers Lounge. I'm Anthony Irwin, today joined by somebody who it has taken way too long to bring back onto the show. We laughed before we went live that the last time you and I spoke together was like three altogether different shows ago. Yeah. Um, he, he is my favorite uh, Trailblazers fan. He is one of the hosts of the All Fantasy Everything podcast. That is Ian Carmel, who. I'm not going to lie, it's really rare that like an idea makes me jealous. But all fantasy everything is like legitimately one of the the ideas that like when you guys put it together, I le- I was so angry at how brilliant an idea it is so watching the show grow from there has been really fun uh, to watch thanks very much for hopping on man
0: oh well thank you for all those kind words it's it's so good to be here katie lang is going to be heartbroken to find out that i'm your favorite blazer fan because she's really <laughs> been putting in a lot of work
1: <laughs> well, uh and yeah I, I, all
0: fantasy everything man listen it's 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 such a blast anyway anyone can take the format and do it you know what i mean just fantasy draft fun
1: stuff whatever you want to do and people have, I have yeah. noticed other, other, <laughs> <laughs> I've noticed other versions of the show out yeah. there and I'm like, this is really similar. Cause again, it's such a great idea, yeah. you know, like I, occasionally I'll dip into it. Like with the, with the occasional like segments and stuff, but I'll see like full on shows that is that idea. And I'm like, that's a little far.
0: That's- it used to it used to bug me, and I have I have since just completely embraced it and become a full blown uh, podcast idea socialist. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> you figure out that the sauce. So- you know what I mean? Like spaghetti spaghetti, yeah. and then it's like you got to figure out what sauce you're putting on it. And we just try to pride ourselves on the sauce on all fantasy everything.
1: I like it. I like it. It is really good. It is really really fun. Really great listen. And um, yeah, the reason uh, Ian and I are going to be talking today is about the Blazers and Damian Lillard and heat fans who just continue to show their asses. And that's actually like, that's where I wanted to start because obviously the Lakers, uh, a couple of years ago, a few years ago now, uh, landed Anthony Davis under somewhat yeah. cir- similar circumstances. And you know, this entire thing, watching heat fans lose their minds daily about this stuff. it it reminds me a lot of, um, you know, back when I was in college and I was drinking a lot more, Yeah, I would feel super duper drunk. And then I would look across the room and there was somebody who was just obliterated and I'm like, <laughs> I feel a little better. Is that what I really, is that what I act like? You know? And, and, and so, uh, watching this all take place has been, like way it's made me way too self-aware of what I might've been like during the Anthony Davis saga. But also I feel like they've taken it places that I was not prepared for it to go. It's gotten, first of all, to say, just
0: as a caveat, there's a lot of really great heat fans where there's like a lot, you know what I mean? Like as a blazer fan, you know, I've definitely sparred with Lakers fans online. And fortunately (laughs) every now and then every now, only when I've had too much to drink, but like, Unfortunately, I live and maybe this will get me in trouble back in Portland, but I live in Los Angeles and I, you know, I I know you, I know like a lot of like in-person actual Lakers fans where I'm like, these are, this seems like such a crazy thing to have to say, but I'm like, these are good people. But not only that, (laughs) these are like really great, like very smart, thoughtful, like basketball fans. And there is for certain that contingent of like Miami Heat fans. My friend Dan Hernandez is one of them, but like, Uh, you know Jeremy Tache, like that. Uh, I hope I'm pronouncing his last name right. But like, yeah. mm-hmm. there's some really smart like Heat fans, of course. But like, what I, and maybe it's me being 38 years old now, and you know what I mean. Like getting like entering my Udonis Haslam era of being on Twitter, where I'm just like watching these kids, these like Heat fans. Where I'm like, what are you doing right now? What is it like <laughs> the the amount of like entitlement? is is insane where it's like yeah. they like also just like i guess a lack of institutional basketball knowledge we like the the amount of time the blazers have been called a poverty franchise <laughs> during this trade saga you know what i mean where it's like maybe learn to win it's like the blazers for a long time had the longest active like playoff streak yeah in nba history we have uh, traditionally and historically outpunched our market size just consistently yeah. going to the playoffs. Damian we got swept, but Damian Lillard went to a Western Conference Finals. He had like not enough good players around him, but he had like you know,
1: there were some really good Blazers teams. Oh fairly I, recently. Growing up, uh there were very few play I, I would there were no places that I was more or, or less looking forward to the Lakers playing in than the old Rose Garden. Yeah, like every time the Lakers went up there, it was just like, oh yeah, that's just a loss. They're really effing good, and and you know, they, you, it kind of got lost to time. But those young Blazers teams uh were insanely good and unfortunately they broke up and then you saw like a lot of those guys go off and have a bunch of success elsewhere but yeah yeah, they were right there punch for punch with those Lakers and the Spurs and the I mean, Kings yeah
0: early 2000s as Lakers fans are well aware you know what i mean there was a uh, a fourth quarter was the difference between us having another championship uh, yeah. probably we probably would have beat the best in, yeah. in the early in the early 2000s you know what i mean with that Blazers team where Shaq and Kobe had One of their most storied quarters, I think, in their in their time together, coming back from down 14 against us. But like it's I don't I it's weird when Damian Lillard first requested the trade, I was heartbroken is the wrong word, but it was like the kind of thing where it's like a long relationship where you still love the other person. But the spark has gone out Yeah, where you've like reached that inflection point where you're like, oh, man, I guess this really is over. But I'll always mm-hmm. treasure what we had, you know? So it was sad. And you were like, got, you got kind of bummed out about it. And then, but I I feel like weirdly, Blazers fans have taken this trade demand way better than Heat fans have. Yeah. Because as it keeps getting drawn out longer and longer and longer, I forget the Blazers fan who coined the term, but they called it, uh, they've called it Heat Anon. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. like Q Anon, where they're, I also didn't know. This is perhaps my fault for not being familiar enough with Miami Heat's work, uh, their fan bases work. But they seem to think that there is a vast li- uh, league-wide conspiracy <laughs> and media-wide conspiracy.
1: I think it's just a Florida thing. Like it's just like they're they're, it's what gets resorted to. It's just yeah, like, yeah.
0: But it's. I mean, they're like they're the Heat. Like LeBron and and Bosh went there like <laughs> recently. You know what I mean? Shaq pushed his way <laughs> to the Heat like. I, yeah. I, I wonder if they realize how fortunate they are. They don't have a state income tax. They're in uh, one of the best cities to be in if you're like a young millionaire, you know? Like- yeah. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com specialoffer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash specialoffer. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. I, I I don't care for Miami that much, but it's because I sweat easily and Miami doesn't make that, you know. <laughs> yeah, same. Uh, I'm you know, sweating like, thinking about it, yeah. It's, oh my God, it is. Uh, I mean, it's a, lot of, it's a lot of fun, but like I drink less than I used to and I still sweat as much as I always did. So like Miami <laughs> isn't for me anymore. But yeah. um, I don't like, they, they are a truly blessed city and fan base. And on top of all the geographical advantages they have, they also have like, an amazing front office. Eric Spolstra, who's from Portland, Oregon, by the way, mm-hmm. is a, a fantastic coach. Pat Riley is somebody who, like, I mean, a, a legend in the NBA game, who is somebody who absolutely knows what they're doing when it comes to recruiting players. All that said, yeah. they're like this. And maybe this is what happens. Maybe they are the rich kid laying on the floor in the toy aisle, you know, <laughs> screaming, snot flying out of their nose, face red because they can't get you know, a a a whatever what whatever a bluey toy that's slightly different than the bluey toy that they already have four copies of at home. That's yeah, what it kind I, of seems like right now.
1: Have yeah, some dignity. It, it, there's a there's a lot going on and and like I, I actually kind of wanted to to start with like the trade offer itself, right? Yeah like, yeah yeah <laughs> um there's just this outright disconnect between People are a little lower on, on hero, having seen that the, the, the heat just took off right when he got hurt that like, there's some concern that maybe just maybe that guy doesn't help winning basketball. Yeah. Um, you have some draft picks that the heat an organization that is absolutely against tanking, you know, so you, you're always, those are always going to be in like the twenties. So those aren't as valuable, Nikola Jovich, who like people are like, well, he was a first rounder. He barely played in the playoffs. So that's like, that's something when, when they were super thin and they wouldn't even play him in the playoffs. yeah. So that's not exactly all inspiring. And then on top of all of that, the part of it that, that like has drove driven me the absolute most insane listening to the discourse is Tyler hero. Doesn't make sense for the blazers specifically because you already have scoot. You already have Simons. You already have sharp, you need like athleticism and size. And he is neither of those things. So like uh, on no level here, like the idea that, that, um, heat fans are demanding us all respect the, 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 the trade offer. I'm just like, what are you missing? It, <laughs> How can you be missing this? It's, it's crazy. And like, the, again, there's like the, there, you
0: know, they're like, there's also the group of people where we're all like, okay, they need to find a third team and everyone yeah. agrees on that. But if they don't, like, listen, there's no, like, I I feel like there's also to an extent in the discourse, Tyler Hero has become maybe slightly undervalued. Like, I mean, the man like nails catch and shoot threes, especially open threes to the point where maybe the Heat should keep them if they like them so much. But like, he he is the opposite of what the Blazers need right now. The trade package, the trade package itself, we need need the ball in Shaden Sharp's hands. We need the ball yeah. in Anthony Simons' hands to see what we have there. You know, and we definitely and then need the ball in hands, This guy third overall. Yes. Third overall, who is a natural <laughs> point guard. And we don't need the Blazers to turn into. Also, I, you know, I mean, like, I don't know much about Tyler Hero as a, as a man or a person, but he doesn't strike me as the kind of person who's going to be, like, excited to build a home in Lake Oswego and start raising his family. You know what I mean? In, like, the outskirts of Portland, Oregon. The guy has like, uh, you you know what I mean, like tattoos on his collarbone, like he's a like a SoundCloud rapper. I just feel like he's not going to enjoy living in Portland, and I don't want the Trailblazers (laughs) to turn into his, you know, two-year showcase or however many years he has left on his contract, three,
1: whatever it is, you know, to to be like. I don't think he would be there for the entirety of that deal either.
0: I don't think he would be, and I don't want our team when that ball should be going to the younger players to be Tyler Hero puts up thirty points a game so he can force his way you know, to, to another destination. Yeah. You know, leaving us, leaving us in the lurch. It's just, he's just not right on any level. And then the, the other thing, like you brought up the amount of, if, if I have to hear Jaime Jaquez and Nikola Jovic, our first round picks <laughs> Look, again,
1: we can, we can go anywhere that you want in this podcast. I am perfectly fine talking about, but if you say one bad thing about Jaime Jaquez we might have some problems.
0: (laughs) The man is fantastic. I can't wait to watch him play wherever he ends up in the NBA. uh, The facial hair is on point. The hair is on point. The man's game is beautiful. He's also another dude who kind of like conflicts with the young players we already have. A little bit. And he's -hmm. he's older on the the timeline than we're looking for right now. The Heat should hold on to that guy because they're ready to win right now. That would be fantastic. And yo, I just like, man it's like saying Yo like
1: shits me out which oh makes me laugh out loud
0: you're acting like he's the other nicola <laughs> like it's crazy they're like saying like i'm offering you these Nike. i'm offering you these jordans I, you know what i mean we're trading <laughs> shoes and you've got like this beautiful pair of like i don't know whatever like you've got the travis scott Four cactus jacks you know what i mean and here i am yeah. offering you all these jordans and it's like yeah but you're offering us like these team jordans You know know what I mean? Like with like. I can only wear one shoe at a
1: time, and you're giving me seventy three different pairs of shoes.
0: Yeah, and they're all (laughs) and they're all kind of dreck. They're all mid, like stuff you could wear at twenty four, but you would never, you know, to use a bad metaphor. But you would never wear like if you were trying to get an outfit off. But like, it's just, it's the it's the I I feel you feel gaslit a little bit sometimes. Like I had (laughs) to,
1: yeah. I'm a Lakers fan and I I don't root for the Blazers. And I'm like, I'm a Lakers fan. And I'm sitting here like, were we that ridiculous about Anthony Davis? Because I I don't remember being this ridiculous about Anthony Davis.
0: (laughs) Let's be honest about another thing too. Damian Lillard is six foot two on a good day. You know what I mean? Getting a little bit older now and on a gigantic contract uh, that is only going to get, I mean, well, it'll, it'll probably stay about as burdensome as it is right now because the cap is going to keep going up as his mm-hmm. you know number keeps going up uh so you know it's a little bit of a different situation than anthony davis of course but like i I don't know he's also really 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 good at basketball i feel yeah. like coming the, up with his
1: best year like he had best, his best year last year
0: and he's a murderer dude like i mean i've i've like I mean, when he ends up on the Heat, which I assume is going to happen one way or another, like, you know, they're going to realize that, like, he might be short, he might be older, and he might have, like, a burdensome contract. But this dude will rip your guts out. And if he's he's on a good thing, right? Exactly. There's a reason that he, and it's a little weird to me that other teams, because he's also, I know him a little bit, and having watched him for years and years and years. He's not the kind of guy who's going to not play. He's not going to pull a James Harden. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. You're not, you're not going to see him at, like, a Vegas buffet at, like, 2 in mm-hmm. the morning. He's going to – He like, I, ho- I would – because I want what's best for him. I would never want him to end up, you know, on this version of the Detroit Pistons. But if he did, he would go there and lead them yeah. to, like, 36 wins and, you know, go for 32, 8, and 5 every night. You know, it would be yeah. – amazing. So I am a little surprised that other teams aren't like trying to trade for him, but it's just a lot of those teams spent their powder like men, the Timberwolves would probably try you know, yeah. but they they made
1: their moves last season and they're, when you look around, I guess there aren't that many teams left, but I kind of wanted the, the Clippers to get involved. I want like just from a basketball standpa- uh, fan standpoint, if you swap Lillard and Paul George and you can have whatever assets going whichever direction that you want to send them. Uh, additionally, Paul George makes a whole bunch of sense with, with Portland's young core. He's the long wing who can handle the ball a little bit and he can help you defensively. Dame goes there and, and he's the on-ball creativity that the the Clippers have been like desperate for since Kawhi and Paul George got together. I'm like, this should, if this was 2K, this had been done already.
0: He would be, was-
1: <laughs> I mean, if he, I mean,
0: Paul, I mean, the Clippers would be ecstatic with that. I have to, as, as a Blazer fan, I have to say, I wouldn't be a huge fan of us getting Paul George right now. Oh, no, I, I understand. Yeah, yeah. He's a, would, bit I a, mean, jo- yeah. Well, a bit he's, of a
1: joke, yeah. Well, he's, I mean,
0: I love, I love Paul George. He's just like injured all the time and like not on the yeah. timeline at all. And he would probably be pretty unhappy. Although there's a lot of great fishing in the Pacific Northwest. So he might be pretty stoked on it actually. <laughs> yeah. Um, But like, I don't know. I just think if we're going to get, I mean, ultimately, it might, the Heat might end up being the package we get. And if that happens, whatever. I'm going to root for Damian Lillard, like, no matter what, just because I'm so, I just, it, I love the time we had together in Portland. But, like, there are, like, I mean, if, if Utah, I mean, I think, like, it kind of seems like Portland might need to now. And this is, this is their right as, like, the team that holds his contract for a long time. They might have to go into the season. They have to, yeah. they might have to wait and see, like, which teams are better than they thought we, they were, which teams are like maybe start to get desperate to build around their superstar. Like what's going to happen in this season? Because if right now the heat is the only offer on the board,
1: it's not going to get a, done.
0: It's not going to get done. And this is another part of the discourse that I always thought was strange, which was like, you know, Portland doesn't have any leverage. And I kind of Portland has the only leverage here. Really? The heat. Yeah are the ones with, like, a ticking clock, right? I mean, they're the ones right. with an aging Jimmy Butler. They're the ones who let, you know, like, some of their best young players go, you know, in the well, offseason. And,
1: and all of these guys, Hero, Jovic, Hawkes, like, all of these names that are going or would be going to Portland have been hearing their name in these trade negotiations all summer long. Yeah. So it's not going to be, like the notion that it would be super duper awkward for Dame to go back to Portland, you know, the city that he has made home for the last 20 years or so, but it it would be super awkward over there, but not at all awkward for these guys who have been like, been basically wearing Blazers jerseys this whole, this whole (laughs) off season online. Uh, I think that'd be a little awkward too. And then like, the other the other thing, um, the Lakers did this last year with Russ and um you know the notion and I trust me, I was losing my mind over it too. Uh yeah. but you know, the Lakers said, you know, at the time the market was dictating and demanding that they include a first rounder to move Russ's contract and another first rounder if they wanted to get help on top of landing right. Russ. And they decided, nah, we're good, we'll just enter the season with him. And it was a disaster. It didn't go very well. They started two and ten. Um, but in waiting that price came down they only wound up having to make the one uh move the one first rounder uh and they and uh you know as a, as a result of that we're able to draft a uh, hood Shafino this year but yeah. like waiting even though it was completely illogical and i was pulling out my hair while it was going on waiting kind of served them and i think for the blazers they're probably going to look at this too and be like their offer isn't going to improve. It literally cannot improve. We know what we're going to be getting from them, so we may as well just wait. And if it goes into the season, it goes into the season. And what are the... I mean, if the Heat want to try to spend that
0: that asset cachet on, like I guess, trying to get James Harden or maybe some of these other players that come available, God bless, you know? like God, James Harden like, taking the <laughs> test. Good luck with that. Yeah. Good yeah. luck with him and Heat Pulcher, man. Uh, <laughs> so, like, I... Uh, I don't, I, I, the other thing that kills me. So like the Lakers are one of those teams that has like a great front office and they draft really, really well. Right. I mean, like, it seems like, it seems like you guys, you guys, so like, but it seems like you guys do a really good job. It was actually me. Yeah. I just got off the phone with
1: Rob. Mm -hmm. I know you're in there
0: every day in the war room. Uh, (laughs) That's like, so that's a team where like draft picks are valuable. To the Lakers, right? So, in, in addition to that, they're one of those places that players like to force their way to every now and then. So, mm-hmm. having the assets to give up uh, in a in a different way, uh, draft picks are equally valuable to the Portland
1: Trailblazers.
0: You know what I mean? Like because
1: yeah, it is because you weren't going to get that talent otherwise. They,
0: I mean, like another thing that Heat fans, uh, which is understandable, but then also media have said, which is less understandable to me, is that like. <laughs> free agents are now not they're going to see the way portland has treated damian lillard and now yeah. they're not going to come to portland oregon and as a lifelong trailblazer fan let me tell you what else is new nobody <laughs> we could we could have sent we could have put damian lillard on a velveteen you know what i mean like like Helped pedestal you know what i mean yeah. put him like packed up his bags for him you know what i mean like take it carried him in a in a rickshaw all the way to miami like, picked him up like a sleeping baby and placed him in Pat Riley's gentle arms. And that wouldn't have made a free agent come to the trailblazers. We are a, you know, like, we know what city we are. We know where we live. We know that it is not the most, it is a very unique individual who wants to, if they have their pick of every city in the United States of America, spend a majority of their lives in this, you know, very white, you know, very, like, city that does not necessarily cater to nightlife in the way that like a bunch of like young millionaires are going to be interested in doing. Like we understand what city we are. All we have are draft assets. We yeah. know who we are. All we have is, is the draft.
1: So like, yeah, either to use to draft players or to trade those assets for. Yeah. Right.
0: Exactly. That's all we have. We're never going to be a free agent of that state. When we had all the money in the world, that one off season, we got Evan Turner and I love it. I love Evan Turner, the dude, and I yeah. thought Evan Turner as a basketball player was maybe even like slightly not underrated, but like maybe a, a bit unjustly maligned. But he, he was like was at overpaid.
1: that point, he, he, Evan Turner to me was like the symbol of at the very beginning of analytics. You know, we were talking beforehand about like people who people feel comfortable hating. And Evan yeah. Turner was kind of like that basketball player, not him, the person he seems perfectly cool as a, as a person awesome but like him playing basketball he was like the 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 popular joke that everybody could make
0: yeah he was i mean where where was he uh before the blazers was he in philly no not in philly uh boston,
1: boston? i think he eventually went to boston yeah I mean, he, where was he, he
0: coached in boston yeah wherever I, he was yeah. i forget they used him really well Uh and you Mm -hmm. know, he looked like a little, but like once he got a bigger role in Portland, maybe it wasn't the best fit for the team. But we spent a money a bunch of money on like Alan Crab, you know, in-house, Myers Leonard in-house. Like we when we free like free agency money is not like the best thing we can do with it is re-sign players who we bring in either through the draft or through trades. Yeah. And that's traditionally what we've done. So, like, I don't, you know, like those are the kind of assets we need going out and with this Damian Lillard trade it behooves us to try to get as many of those assets as we can and if that means going into the middle of the season I mean also look at like what the really brave GMs have done you know you look at like Philadelphia holding on to Ben Simmons until Mm -hmm. they could get James Harden and that of course ended up blowing up in their face a little bit because you know that's what happens when you trade for James Harden but like it's better than what would have happened if they kept Ben Simmons. They had a puncher's chance, you know. Like James Harden yeah. even had a couple good playoff games for them this last season. Like and like the Lakers, like holding on to Russell Westbrook. If you keep your power, holding dry on to Kobe. We're
1: like, holding on to Kobe. Yeah, getting into Kobe, that. Kobe <laughs> Kobe was demanding a trade. He went on Stephen A. Smith's show and said he would play on Pluto, you know. Yeah. And uh um, and actually, I, I'm I'm glad that we kind of arrived here because uh, you've mentioned a couple times that you would be rooting for Dame no matter what. That yeah, you know Dame, that you know Dame, the guy a little bit too, and that certainly helps as well. But you know, I remember here with with Kobe, um, the year that the trade talk really reached its pinnacle, and I've talked about this with Hiken on, on the show before too. That like to me, if I were a Blazers fan, the scenario that I'd be kind of hoping for is that actually you do enter the season with Dame and he does buy in. He does kind of look at this young group and say like, "You know what? If I stick around and this is exactly what happened with Kobe. If I if I if team gets traded, all of that cachet, all of that stuff. The reason he's as popular as he is is because of the loyalty he has with with Portland. And as soon as he gets traded, we're just going to move on to the next guy that we want traded because we're addicted to transactions." Yeah. But for Kobe, you know, the Lakers were close to a trade with Chicago that would have landed Luol Deng. Kobe said, no, you can't trade me for Luol Deng because I want to play with Luol Deng in Chicago. So that trade gets uh, null and voided. He winds up meeting with Dr. Buss. They go out to lunch, and Buss tells him, we, if we could trade you for a decent haul, we would because we know that's what you want. But we can't. There's no yeah. such thing as like a decent return for in his prime Kobe Bryant. And eventually, you know, Andrew Bynum winds up kind of taking a leap And he convinced Kobe to stay and then Bynum goes down They trade for Powell and then they wind up winning a championship a year later. And we look at Kobe very differently. I think because he stuck it out in LA, than we would have, if he would have gone to Chicago and, and, and let alone, if he didn't win in Chicago, Uh, you know? And for like, for Dame, I think one thing that has been really minimized in, in the conversations about this is what he is giving up in going to Miami because his reputation is built off of the loyalty he has to, to, to Portland. And if he sticks it out and if things go pretty well for him in Portland, he is a God there forever. Period. He's a, he's a statue guy, even if he doesn't win a championship
0: and we don't have, yeah. statues, you know what I mean? Like it's a, we named a road after Clyde Drexler and he went yeah. and went to ring with somebody else. Like this is a, that is the other thing. That is the flip side of the coin of Portland where it like, that is a city that is, loyal we have yeah we have three teams we have the blazers we have the thorns and we have the uh the timbers you know what I mean? so we have like the two soccer teams as well but like p- the soccer fans are gonna get mad at me we have one team you know what I mean we yeah, have I one mean, the state has one we have the blazers we have the blazers yeah. like they will as I mean as you we are unreasonable we are unreasonably passionate fans <laughs> we will ride for our people there are like yeah. People who were like huge, like mad that like, you know, like Jabari Walker, or is it Jabari Walker? I can't see like I'm I'm in big time <laughs> offseason mode. There's like players that people are mad that Keon Johnson isn't getting enough playing time. You know what I mean? There's like people like yeah. that in like in the Blazers fan base. Um he might go elsewhere and not win. He might go to the heat and not win. Yeah. And then this streak of what he's had, but I guess the flip side of that that we have to remember is that like the Lakers didn't draft a shooting guard, you know what I mean, with a top
1: three pick. Yeah. Yeah, that's or, fair.
0: You know, with yeah. K- when like Kobe was there. To like to like, cause the other thing about the Damian Lillard like trade w- request and everything, like it's this it's this scenario is where everyone's right. You know, like everyone is yeah. doing the thing that is in their best interest. Like Damian Lillard, who I love and who has given the city everything, and who I think would have tried to stay if the Blazers built if they even made moves that seemed like they were going in the right direction yeah. now we can, but we can look, we, we don't, we aren't privy to what Joe Cronin's offers were for this, you know, the scoot pick or for the shade and sharp pick last year. We don't know what that was. You know, we don't know what he's been offering yeah. for Anthony Simons. So we don't know what those moves were, but I think it's safe to assume that they weren't good enough that they could look at the package and say, Oh, this puts us, you know, significantly enough yeah. like out of the play in, in that top three, where if maybe somebody gets hurt on another team or if things break right, we could be in the championship again.